Hello, Barely Legal Comedy Podcast listeners. Um, this is Barely Legal Comedy Podcast with Alex Boardman, which is me, and Chris Keogh. Which is me. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Good um, start. Strong yes. start. We've got, we got our names right. Yes, we. Uh, it was a strong start. We've just had a very interesting five-minute chat before we pressed record. And the last thing we said that I thought we should just carry on from there. I think one of us or both of us simultaneously... Well, I definitely said, I hate Christmas. Just hate it. Um, do you enjoy... Happy New Year, listeners. Do you enjoy Christmas? Um, I, I think I do to a certain degree, but then I all, I'm always sort of glad when it's over. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, I, I look forward to it. I'm still a bit like a child in that regard. You know what I mean? I quite like Advent and the lead up to it. Um, but I, um, it's just relentless. So I'm sort of glad it when it, it's... Because for me, it's my birthday in between as well. So I've got like Christmas. It, I, I was like, I was basically by New Year's Eve, I was knackered and I wanted to just go away on my own. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. Um, I exactly know like, that. I get everything out of the way in one week. So I've got Christmas, then my birthday, then sort of like in between a bit, and then New Year. And it's like, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm, too, I'm just tired all the yeah, time. You know? I also f- I find that Christmas is the only kind of one. The two worst celebrations in a year for me are birthdays, and not my yeah. own. I don't, I don't, I don't even like that to be honest. But birthdays, I don't <laughs> mind buying people birthdays in Christmas. But <laughs> anybody's birthday in Christmas, and the reason is, is because they're not optional. You can't. Oh yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. to do them, and I like buying presents for two or three people. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. mind buying you a present for your birthday and go, here you go. And then that should be it. That's like, that's enough, isn't it? There's yeah, your birthday exactly. present. Shake my hand. See you next year, <laughs> yeah. son. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. And See you for a carvery next year. Yeah, yeah see you next yeah. year. And the same with Christmas. If it was just one day, that would be perfectly fine. If it was, we had a very pleasant Christmas day because it was quite quiet. But there's days of stuff before it of like we've got this party we're invited to and then we've got this like other party that we sort of half hosted and then people are going somewhere else and then there's something else and then New Year's, New Year's Eve's good because New Year's Eve's kind of optional now in the fact that yeah, yeah. pubs have made it so it used to just be like come on you'll come out at New Year's Eve and like maybe in the nightclub it was an extra two or three quid to get in but now like when pubs are charging and nightclubs are charging double and taxi drives are double. Most people are like, oh, we just got to someone's house because this is nonsense. Absolute, yeah, exactly. Absolute nonsense. Yeah. I'm glad it's over. And also, I'm. De- it's like this whole, you know, when the government sometimes feels like they're getting involved in your life and making decisions for you. And it's like, oh, I don't need that and I don't <laughs> want that. It's the same with Christmas. And it's like, I do, I, my life's fine. I really like it. Monday to Sunday, every week. He's just where I want to be. I don't want you to yeah. mess that up. I don't want you to yeah. be just. It's like me- messing with the, the actual fabric of time, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yes. That's, that's what Christmas it, seems to do. It exactly does because there's a two week period where, you know, when everyone goes, oh, I don't know what day it is. Oh, I don't know when bin day is. And so I nearly forgot bin day. That's like yeah. unheard of. I didn't. Well, but I nearly. Do you, well, did. Do, you, do you know who forgot bin day around our way? You. The, no, the bin men. They didn't turn well, up. <laughs> idiots. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. And I applaud them for that. Because on the <laughs> other side of it, if you were not self-employed, it's great because you get to like, have a few extra days off work. So I'm totally with that. I like yeah, it. Yeah. I'd like it if I had a, a proper job. And I was like, if you're looking at it, I think Christmas Day fell on a Monday. So you're like, great. Boxing Day, that's a Tuesday guaranteed off. Maybe you go back in Wednesday. That's going to be a DOS week. Yeah, New Year's yeah. Eve's a bank holiday. New Year's Day's a bank holiday. So that's the Monday and Tuesday pretty much done. So there's two great weeks of DOS if you've got a proper job. So yeah, well, I, I, well, probably three because I or four even because you've had like sort of pre-Christmas wind down and yeah. do's and stuff like that on you beforehand. So yeah. it's yeah, it's 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 sort of like we have a month where we decide we're not we're not really doing anything. Just not this bothering. We're, we're mainly what what we're going to do. We're going to prop up the pate and. Uh, cheese industries for a month. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. what we've decided as a nation. Yeah, which is it, good. Exactly. Fine by me. Yeah. It's like the TV industry when August rolls around; they just stop. 
Like yeah. last week yeah. of GUA is the last week, and it's like I'll see you in September. Yeah, yeah. We're all unofficially. Yeah. Like the like like they're Italian or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. which <laughs> I would love if it was just like. Let's just all spend time with our families and go on holiday. But instead, it's like, why are you not spending £10,000 to go to Edinburgh and do the yeah. festival? Because <laughs> I've no respect for you. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is uh, interesting. We've only had a blinking email uh, via, via our Twitter, which is now called X. But everyone seems to yeah. just call it Twitter, which I think we should all do forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's like there's a pub in Farnworth where I grew up, right? Um, called Smokies. Except it's not called Smokies. <laughs> it's called um, I can't remember what it's called now. The actual real name is like <laughs> the Old Three Crowns or something. Yeah. And like it's, it used to be called Smokies, like back in the sixties yes. or something. And like everyone calls it Smokies. It's never been called Smokies officially in my lifetime. <laughs> and, and it, but it is Smokies. So just call it that again, you know. There's like, one in, there's a Smokies in Ashton, but I think that is still called Smokies and it was always like right. notorious. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's proper rough Smokies yeah, in Farmer. Yeah, yeah. Smokies in Ashton was a bit like, oh, I don't think it's in Failsworth. I think it's Ashton. Um, yeah, a bit ropey, but, but I like yeah. it. I've been to a place called this is not me being amusing, but it's called Fannies in Bolton. Do you oh, know yeah. Fannies? Is yeah. it actually called Fannies? No, again, that's not called Fannies. That's called the Victoria Inn. Is it? Because... I think it used to be called Fannies. And on the sign, it sort of says There's Fannies a picture of a quotation funny. mark. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Come in. Come in, it's lovely and warm in here. And you're like, that <laughs> entrance is a bit tight. <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore, not as it's got older. <laughs> is it Good damp in here? God. Sorry, that's too much. That is too much. Um, You've but... set the bar low there, right? <laughs> yeah. But Fanny, yeah, Fanny's in Bolton. So I went in in the mid-90s with my friend who was at uni. And it was yeah. a bit like, um, not I wouldn't say a student pub, because it was like a really good mixture of a pub of, there were old fellas, and it is old fellas, there's not that many old women in, at the bar, and then like young, we were twenty-two or something at the time, and I think it was a pool table, and it just had a really nice, like anything goes kind of, just a really good pub. So right, my okay. friend, I, I saw maybe we we used to play five side so about six years ago, maybe no, maybe might be ten, when um when I last played, and he was like, do you want to? We'll go to Fanny's after because it's somebody's birthday, I think, and so all of us that played five side went to Fanny's after and it had changed into like you know all everything was cr- lots of chrome everywhere and lots of like yeah that yeah. smooth wood that's not real wood or not if it's laminate and it looked really stylish and really fancy and it was doing food and it was like and I was just like oh my yeah. god I know you shouldn't go back to something 25 years after and not expect it to have changed but I was just like I feel gutted also I, I was in like say like a football kit or a tracksuit or whatever it was that would have been fine twenty five years ago. No, everyone would have gone. Oh, he's just been playing five sides down the road. And this you walked in like eight of us walked in and it was just like oh look at these and you're like yeah no yeah. it's full of like yummy mummies and yes. tech uh, guy you know because it's like basically it's like Mark Lindell so it's like it's the it's the sort of well to do area of, yeah. of like round here basically um, I like yeah, and it's like really the car liked. parks littered with Jags and Mercedes and things like <laughs> right. that yeah, yeah. I really yeah. I really used to like it and I just went back and I was like oh what a shame what yeah. a shame and I I like it. They've, young... they've, ru- they've ruined it by making it a more <laughs> successful business <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like a yummy mummy <laughs> As well, I like yeah. the idea of a yummy mummy, but they also just seem a bit. Oh, I don't know, a bit annoying. Yeah. Just not in, well, not not interested in the likes of me and you. Yes, probably what they, well, what they are, yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'm probably, I'd be asking the yummy mummy, have you got a, have you got a yummy mummy? <laughs> 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 anyway, um, right. So as I was about to mention, but we got sidetracked by fannies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The, the metaphor for life there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh my God. I Yeah, can you imagine if that would have not been a distraction during school? 
Just yeah, like yeah. there'd have been That's no it. there'd been no girls at your school. You know what these people go, Oh, I went to an old boys school, you don't know what it was like. I say, well, I can guess it was probably easier to concentrate <laughs> on lessons because you weren't showing off all the time to try and exactly. yeah. <laughs> see someone's bra. <laughs> Endless showing off. Good it was God, just I remember it now. I know. That'd be I've, a good title for like the the first. If you wrote like a three volume memoir, you yes, know, like it, and the it, first period of your life should be called. So it should be like you know, nineteen seventy four to nineteen ninety, sidetracked by fannies. That would be a good <laughs> one, yeah. I, do you know what you know that I, I don't know how many ages of man there are. Are there five ages of man or so? You know where you're like, oh, he crawls. And he can't oh, yeah, walk, yeah. and then he crawls, and then he's like walking, and then he's walking upright, and then he's walking with a stick, and whatever those ages yeah. of man are. <clears throat> that if you think yeah. of the first sort of five, seven, first seven or eight years, he's pretty much summed up with showing off, going, Mum, Mum, look at me, watch this, look at what I'm doing, look at, watch me now, <laughs> yeah, look yeah. at me do this. And then suddenly girls start to appear around about the age of about eight or nine, and you hate them. But at the same time, you kind of like, oh, there's something really annoying. I don't know why I'm so irritated and I have to keep yeah. trying to pull hair hair. And then <laughs> you get to like 12 and you go, oh, my God, I know exactly why now. And that lasts, <laughs> I don't know how long that lasts. Still, I hold my knife 50. So that lasts till you're 50. <laughs> and then after that, I, do, I just, I'm quite really looking forward to a period where, I can just go, ooh, I really like gardening. I mean, it's coming. Yeah. I started, to, yeah, like, yeah. I like bird watching and things like that. So it is coming. But I don't know. Yeah. But then, but then you'll you'll find yourself sort of like showing off the um, size of your marrow down yeah. the allotment or something like that. <laughs> you? So. you know, those old sort of men in nursing homes who are like that. All right, love. Oh, just give us a wash down there, will you? Oh, yeah. oh you cheeky <laughs> yeah. get Albert. Yeah, I bet you were a right one <laughs> if I was 50 years younger. That I'm I'm already there, I think. That <laughs> 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 feels like where I'm at. So, uh, yes. Anyway, so as, um, as we were saying, uh, we never know how this is, but Gillsfield or Gwillsfield, but let's call him Gillsfield, so we've got yeah. a barely legal comedy podcast is the name of our Twitter handle. And he got in touch with us this morning, um, which is, what day is it? Thursday. Thursday, uh, yeah. Thursday the summer of January, like the 11th or 12th probably. And he said, hello, what about something on the post office scandal? Which is interesting, mm. isn't it? That, um, that a listener gets how to make a successful podcast better than you. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone, oh, what's one of the biggest things with massive legal ramifications currently in the news? Oh, I know, the, po- the post office scandal. Two things, and I think he actually lists three. Um, is Right, so are you ready to listen to these and make, make right, notes okay. on what yeah. he wants to know? Yeah, is, listen, oh, I've got a pen. Lovely. Right, there you go, yeah, is, making notes. I was oh. counting them, That's you've turned that off. No, it's on. It was oh. already off or on, whatever. <laughs> Don't matter anyway, we're on the radio. Sorry. Yeah. Is overturning criminal verdicts through legislation a constitutional outrage slash a bit worrying? Shouldn't judges... Right, okay. Shouldn't <laughs> that ju- de-escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't judges be in the loop somewhere? Question mark. Right. What about the okay. people who pleaded guilty? Doesn't this coming out really undermine the legal system? Question mark. Can someone who's ever been coerced into a plea ever appeal in normal circumstances? Right. So those are the right. Those are so the. So I, 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 I'm taking the last one to mean coerced into a guilty plea. I take it that was. That's what I that don't means. know. Let me tell you my motivation for texting you this morning and saying get on it because he ends right. he ends the message with. There might be a Greg's meal deal for you in this one. Oh, you, cut, you kept that quiet to yourself, didn't you? All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say for two. He said, <laughs> he, he said for the person who, you know, does all the work and pays for the podcast. All right, fair enough. Because <laughs> there is right. a tip jar. That's what Gillsfield's really keen. He's a better co-host than you. He's got the topic absolutely nailed on. And he's saying, oh, don't forget to mention the tip jar. Love him. Has is, is he said that? Yeah, oh, I don't right, know if it's a him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's him. All oh, right. I have hope they, so. Have they said that? Sorry. Yeah, I can feel, 
I can feel it's a man because I'm not reading. It's not. It don't feel sexy to me that a woman. <laughs> woman would have had a certain tone where it'd been like that. Whoa, I bet you do. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I've just not spoken to anybody all week. I'm absolutely giddy. I apologise. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, those three things. I've turned my phone off now and I've put my glasses back on so I can't read it. So I forgot what he's asked. Um, right, firstly, okay. so, tell us what's happened with this post office scandal because I watched two or three minutes of it, maybe 10 minutes. And then when the woman's doing the Horizon computer and they go turn it off and back on again and she owes, I owe £2,000 and I don't think you're £4,000 and then she keeps doing it. She owes like 20 grand or 100 grand and I was doing yeah. my tax that week. And I was like, absolutely cannot watch this. It's making me panic. <laughs> so tell us what's happened with the post office scandal for anybody that doesn't know. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you mentioned taxing because that's a reminder for me to do mine. Um, yes, two but, weeks, three uh, weeks you've got. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow. Um, but um, Just make it up. That's yeah. what I do. Just yeah, have a right. guess. What you need to do is think of a figure that you're happy to pay them which right. basically means you're happy to give them, like, say, a thousand pounds to give I'm to not, people I'm, like Michelle Momone or whatever she's called. I'm, I'm not. I'm not happy to give them a thousand pounds at all. Right. Well, <laughs> then, what you have to do is then work back to that figure and then creatively right, okay. go. Oh, I'm happy to give them this amount. I only earned a thousand pounds last year. <laughs> <laughs> I pay enough. To, I pay plenty. Anyway, you anyway, pay tax on everything you blinking do. Everything. I also I also have a PAYE job, so I pay loads of tax. Oh right! Oh, anyway, don't so. bother then. Don't even bother doing <laughs> the other stuff. It's not worth it. Yeah. And stop so, clicking um, your pen. Right. Post office. Right. What's happened? Post office. So basically, over a number of years, the post office, um, post office limited. Obviously, it's a company. Um, effectively prosecuted a number of sub postmasters. So sub postmasters are the people that run individual post offices. Yes. Um. And uh, they're sort of like, I was talking about this the other night, like the guy who, who works at our post office, Colin, he's called. Um, <laughs> of he's course a, he is. He's, yeah, exactly. I love Colin already. I know exactly yeah. what Colin's like. He's an absolutely lovely man. Yes. And he's a proper sort of pillar of the community yes. type person. They really and are, aren't with they? A, they really yeah, are. Yeah, absolutely. They are one of the sort of like few vestiges of merry old England, I think. You know, like yes. They're, they're sort of like proper, like it, it's one going to the post office. Is the only time I feel like I might like I live in a village. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Well, we've got um, one at the top to of the road, and I don't have to yeah. pay into the bank, so I don't have to go to all the banks that have closed. If you get cash, I can just go to the man and pay it in. And he's lovely. His wife's lovely. Our postman's lovely, and yeah. everything about the post office. I, I kind of like the only thing I'd get rid of. I'd give. I'd say right. There's two hours a day where pensioners are allowed in. And only because they take their, but that's not the post office's fault. That's the pensioners' fault. Yeah. yeah so I'd say yeah. right nine, well, nine till eleven. Most pensioners have been up four hours by nine a.m. So yeah, you can yeah. go in nine to eleven. After that, you've got to, you know, like, you've got to be this tall to ride. You must be. You must be this. You, this. You must be this must young be this to smooth. enter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like what it is. It's a picture of a tortoise's scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wrinklier than that, you're not allowed in. <laughs> so um, yes. So sorry. So these sub postmasters. Sub postmasters. If you remember, when you do criminal law, you used to only ever exist when somebody had committed an armed robbery against yeah, yeah, exactly. a sub that was the only time you ever heard of them but now they're yeah. they're now the stars yeah exactly so um the, the, a number of them were prosecuted uh, privately by the post office who has prosecution powers um, in the same way that some local authority that local authorities do and you know other sort of public bodies because obviously before it was privatized the post office was um a sort of you know a, a public uh, body basically so mm. um they um they prosecuted them for effectively theft and false accounting and fraud and things like that. And it was to do with um, this, uh, it's called Horizon, which was basically a yes. computer system. Yes. A computer sort of accounting system, in essence, where they put in the figures, the stock figures, and put in what they'd sold that day. And it would tot it all up and then show them the profits or losses that they'd made over the course of a day or a mm. week or whatever. Um, and as I understand it, they were under... A contractual the part of their contract was that if there was any shortfall um, at the end of the day, um, they had to make it up out of their own wages, yeah, um, over their own money, which seems a ludicrous, like a really weird um, uh, contractual position to be yeah. in, in a way. But but then also, um, what? How would 
how would ever, it, why they would agree to that, I think, is how would ever they not be in profit? Because they're not, yeah. all they're doing, they're just not, they're not paying for loads of goods, are they? They've got stamps. Yeah. I just don't understand exactly what they do, but it feels like they would never not be in profit because everything they do is pure profit because they're not buying goods. I suppose. I think, I, I think even... they must be. I, I think they must be pay. They do buy goods because they, they sell things like you know, like you, you know, like, you know, it's sort of like the, you know, you can get your like, chocolate and uh, envelopes currency... and newspapers and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But well, I don't currency think... exchange, currency exchange as well. You know, like when you yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. currency. You're you're buying currency, aren't you? You know, and that's got a value. Yes. Um, so well, yeah, I okay. they must pay, they must have to pay for their stock, for like stamps, for example, from the Royal Mail. Yes, they must. Because um, the post office and Royal Mail are two different companies. They used to be actually at the time of this scandal when it first started. Royal Mail was still in charge of post offices. Um, so and they they were since separated because. Um, was it Royal Mail that was privatised first and then the post office was after that, I think? I think it was the, or was it the other way yeah, around. Yeah, I can't fact. remember who. Was it Insignia? Uh, Did Royal Mail not become Insignia? For a bit, and then they... And then they rebranded it back, yeah. but I think it was still... That's when it had been bought yeah. by whoever that was. Yeah. So so, so the, the two separate sort of like legal entities, albeit, you know, Royal Mail did use to own post offices and post offices were just the sort of, you know, the hub... Of, of the of the Royal Mail in your mm. area or whatever you know so um, so I think I think a lot of the the role of sub postmasters I think a lot of them live on site you know what I mean like the post office building is also their house and and so I think yeah you know it, it probably is a closer relationship probably more like being a pub landlord as opposed to another type of job you know yeah so, also um, should, so maybe that also should have two hours where only pensioners can go <laughs> in and then after that they're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like kids in pubs. Out by seven. You oh know, my you know. god, kids should not be in pubs. They've <laughs> it's not pubs are not the same as as a lovely French cafe. It's not the same. It's a different. It's a totally different thing. It's just anyway. See, I, I I'm the other way around. I think kids should be in pubs, but not in lovely French cafes. You not know I mean? not so... in pubs. Pub pubs. No, I've pub yeah, pubs, yeah. and then have these. Hungry horse, wacky, wacky, wacky warehouse. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. wacky warehouse is the solution to so many things. I think we said for we should house criminals and asylum. We should, everyone should be yeah, put yeah. in a wacky warehouse because it's a bit of fun. Pensioners. Pensioners, Pensioners should go there. <laughs> Two hours a day. Pensioners in a wacky warehouse. Oh, my God. And just make like the slides really low. And yeah, <laughs> everything's yeah. a soft play area. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? And they could just yeah. have like complaining stations where they get to, <laughs> you know, where you like spin those balls around and you try and match pictures and go, well, there's a picture of a fireman and there's a picture of his fire engine. It should just be, I don't know where that's going. <laughs> the brain's not working that well because it's only 11 no, o'clock. No. So, sorry. Um, right. So, we, we are fannying about today. We, yes. So, so anyway, so postmasters were effectively prosecuted for this thing, and it was it was found to be it's a failing of the computer system, is what it was. Yes. Um, you, you saw anyone who's seen the program can see, like you say, that that woman she was called Joe something or other, I think, mm. who clearly didn't. She's Do one of these people who doesn't understand no po- you know, like computers and stuff like that. Mm. And they and then what the post office did uh, through um, and Fujitsu, who owned the Horizon yes. um, system. Was basically lie to these people and say, well, every, well, everyone else can work the computer. Mm. Why can't you? Uh, this must be something that you're doing wrong, and and basically made these people pay back lots and lots of money that actually they hadn't lost. Yes. the system had lost it. It was like just again, it's the thing of like modern sort of like financial systems are just being numbers on screens that don't represent anything real. You exactly. Know what I mean? yeah. So um, exactly, it's uh, yeah, and, and it was and really serious, wasn't it? Because People went to prison, people lost their livelihoods, people lost their houses, people killed themselves. Yeah, there was a man in Cheshire, I think. He was a Cheshire postmaster and he owed about £100,000 and he committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's horrific and it it was covered up and and it's taken... Things are, you know, this... it It was... only like 2019 up until then there was st- this is still going on and i think wow. there are some people that still have things hanging over them you know so uh, lots of people still have you know uh convictions that are, mm-hmm. that are hanging over them and 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 here's the other thing and i think the program because I've, I've seen a couple of episodes i've not seen it all i've seen a couple of episodes of it um the program and what it does really well is to show the uh, reputational damage that was caused to yes. these people because like i say the pillars of the community type people you know what i mean so yeah 
you know, like if if that had happened to like Colin around the corner, and suddenly nobody could trust him because he thought he'd, be, he'd been accused of being on the fiddle and, and stealing everyone's exactly. money. Um, and because people in people's minds, the post office is still a bit cuddly and warm and a, a sort of community asset as opposed yeah. to being a private company now. Um, it feels like you're stealing from them, and you know, and it's like it's it, it's horrific. It's, well, it's it's been called the biggest sort of miscarriage of justice in English legal history. So you know, that's how big it is. Because <laughs> I think there's is, something. Is that because the, most of the victims were English and not Irish? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But it was. Um, in, I think in terms of the scale of it, though, you know, it was a systemic problem, and I think there was something like nine hundred. Um, people with accusations leveled wow. against them, or possibly that, that were prosecuted. Um, it was something like it was seven hundred. I can't remember the exact figure now, but it was a lot. It was hundreds and hundreds of people, um, and only a few of them have been able to have their convictions overturned. Um, and so, what the government are talking about now is doing af- after watching ITV. So, like, had this program not been on, <laughs> nothing would have happened. It seems. Yeah, you know, absolutely it's like, not. Yeah. Um, you know, or had this been on sort of Sky Atlantic where not everyone's got access to it, maybe it wouldn't have been as big no, a thing either, exactly. you know. Yeah, had Apple TV put it out, then that's it, nothing, you know. But um, <laughs> it was but it was on terrestrial telly, so everyone saw it, and suddenly there's a groundswell of public opinion that this is an outrage. But it was always an outrage, you know what I mean? And the government, should, you know, that it takes something to become of interest to the public you know, to to act upon it isn't the issue. It should be whether it's in the public interest to mm. to do things. You know, and um, yeah, I, fi- I find it fascinating that that's what's happened. But anyway, the, what the government have, have said is they are going to, and I think this is the first point. Effectively, there's going to be a blanket exoneration. They're going to legislate to say that ev- everybody um, convicted under this, you know, this issue with with the Horizon system, you know, everyone that's convicted as part of the post office scandal. Um, so I assume how they will do this is how do you identify every, you know like how, what's the term going to be in the in the legislation is what mm. I was thinking. So it, it must be every sub postmaster. It must, it must be, be. Every, it must be any sub postmaster convicted of certain offences between certain dates. Yeah. By the you know like because some were prosecuted by the post office, some were prosecuted by the CPS. You know, so it's not like you can just sort of say right well. Everyone the post office prosecuted between these dates of these offences, so they're going to have to sort of like cast a net quite wide, and and this is the issue is that um, by doing that, was it was a couple of things in that um, is that a the courts aren't effectively these aren't appeals and the courts aren't hearing matters on a case by case basis to decide whether or not someone has been unfairly prosecuted or you know or convicted or whatever, um, or, or the convictions unsafe. It's just a blanket exoneration to do it quickly and get it over. Well, with. so um, is that which... done by the like the Home Secretary the same way that if there was, if there'd been a murder that with a miscarriage of justice, and then like the, after campaign after campaign after campaign, and finally more evidence comes to light, and they go, actually, this person didn't do it, and then the Home Secretary goes, okay, great, we are as a government, we are saying, yeah. is that how it, this is going to happen? Well, no, no, well, what's happening here is completely unprecedented, this sort of wow. blanket exoneration. So what might happen is that the, whole, the sort of Secretary of State for Justice might get involved with the Attorney General and set, you know, and reference something and send something to the Court of Appeal or whatever for them to look at. Yeah. Um, or they might, or, or you, you sometimes see the Home Secretary saying things like, I'm not happy with this um, sentence that's been passed. Um, and I think it's too lenient because that's what the papers are talking <laughs> If this had happened, the, like, in the next couple of years, they'd, have, they'd be like loads of post office submasters in Rwanda or something. If... <laughs> Where have you gone? You sang... Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You sang it, you were my... Have you got some crisps? What's going on? No. Right, there is a sparrow hawk on the roof across the road. From <laughs> oh, my God, you're so... joking. No. So have I'm you just got your binoculars, binoculars out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh right. Well, three doors away, there's there's a woman that does yoga, so I'm going to have a quick look out the window as well. Yeah, it's a sparrow walk on the roof. That's cool. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, so they're doing this. Yeah. So it seems to me um, like. Oh, sorry, you know, I was still looking so, at the yoga woman. What did you say? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Are we back? So, so this. Yes, we're back. So this type of blanket exoneration, like I say, is has never been done before. No. Um, it's it's like the circumventing the court system. And so the point that's being raised, I think, by um, uh, Gillsfield in the in the question is, is is this not effectively undermining the separation of powers? You know, um, it's actually it's you know it's it's for the government to um, 
to pass legislation and it's for you know to make laws and it's for the courts to enforce you know to interpret those laws and, and, and pass sentence and convict people and correct wrongs as well you know so where there has mm -hmm. been a wrong turning in the law um the argument is that the court should deal with that um and i think it was um lord thomas was speaking about it on the bbc the other day actually um in which he expressed some concerns along these lines and um, because he thought that actually there would be the capacity to deal with it so there's a couple of things here it's like one i think the government are trying to sort of you know acknowledge that this is a this is wrong what's happened to these people and it needs to be um sorted out which is good that they're doing that yeah um, i also think there's an element of them doing this um for their own in their own interests because there's an election coming up and they yes. can say look we were fair <laughs> on these people um, and there's also the fact that you know there might be an argument that the court doesn't have the capacity to deal with all of these appeals how long will it take for them all to get through yeah because there's not there isn't the capacity there to deal with it well thomas has basically said he he thinks that there would be the capacity to do it um because uh in essence there are lots of like retired judges that you can appeal you know like that there have been for example um circumstances where we've had to get through a lot of cases very very quickly like when the uh, riots happened uh, yeah. you know sort of 10 15 years ago whenever it was um and and you just call everyone in to just get through this sort of like backlog of cases um so you know th there is the capacity there to deal with to deal with it within the court system without government getting involved um and again it, it's you know it it is i don't think it's a constitutional outrage but i think it is um a bit it's slightly dangerous you know what i mean because it's like well they've done it once now they have basically told that they have the government have set aside court decision you know like findings of courts so mm. they might do it again you know like and 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 once something's been done once you know we've seen what governments are like once they get a certain power they don't want to give it up you know so it, it, i can see that there is a risk there um and it's it's not really you know, it should be for judges to say who is guilty and who is not guilty, not for um, not for Parliament um, to do that or the government through Parliament to do that. So, yeah, I can I can see that there's a, there's a risk there, um, although it does, you know, it does. Ultimately, it will be a good thing for those postmasters um, because they'll they'll be exonerated. But and th there should be there should be another way of doing it. I there think. should, shouldn't there? So here's another thing then. I can't remember if Gillsfield asked this. So. Let's say, so this will be, they were prosecuted criminally, weren't they? Because they would have been classed as, as, it would have been theft. Or was it, it was, classed it as was, fraud? There, there were various offences depending on the circumstances. Because this is the thing, like, some were prosecuted of one thing, some were, convict, some were convicted of another. You know, it's not mm. all one type of offence. It's, it's of a type, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of theft or fraud or, or false accounting. But they're all different offences. So, um yeah, it's you know because the the serious offences though you know so yeah. it, it's um, and and so there is a moral dilemma here as well, which is that some people pleaded guilty to these offences, um, and so you're now setting aside a guilty plea. Someone saying yes, I've committed this offence. Yes. So so why aside. give us some reasons why they would do that for anybody that's new and doesn't quite know why you'd why might someone please well, let's guilty? say you're let's say you're even innocent or let's say it's a bit of a gray area where you're the lady who is so useless with computers that you don't really know what's going on and but you think it must be your fault so yeah. you you think it must be your fault or you're not sure but you do, you've had no intention of doing anything wrong ever but you you plead guilty why would you plead guilty when well, you've not done she it? she's an interesting example that you've raised because she actually does False, you know, account falsely, doesn't she? Because she signs off. Right, there's, I didn't see it. There's a scene it. where she, she, well, there's a scene where she, um, basically, uh, you know, after this is a long way into it, and there's there's a rationale for why she did what she did. Yeah. Um, but she, um, she reduces her deficit. You know, after after having already remortgaged the house to pay off all oh, these deficits, God. there's there's another deficit, and on the system, she just reduces it down to like two pound seven or something like that. Right. Okay. And pays that in cash in. And then signs the form to say to declare that the accounts were correct and that she understands that if she's found to have deliberately misled on that, then that's an offence. Blah blah blah. And she did that a few times. Right. So she actually did commit that offence, albeit for reasons that are understandable. Do you know? Um, do you know what? When I when I saw, I say I watched the first ten or fifteen minutes, and I was like, I can't. I just can't watch this at this time. 
Um, I think she, I think someone on the helpline says to her, turn it off and turn it back on again, and it's doubled. And then I think they say to her really early on, they go, look, there's a way you can, you can just say, just go in and clear that and say it's zero. And she does that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where I got yeah. to. It was about 15 minutes in. So, um, yeah, so they, so they definitely told her that she could do that. She didn't like discover yeah. a way and figure it out herself. Yeah. Or... It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a grey area, but she, she, but she did, she still did commit the offence. You know, like in, in, in yes. like she, she's open about that, and she avoids yeah. prison and, and so on. But still, so, but you know, so why she, would she plead guilty? It's one of those because she, well, uh, well, as it's presented in the program, um, she had. I think it was like 14 counts of false accounting was, was put against her and also one of theft. And what the what the post office, what the prosecution said was that, well, we'll drop the theft if you plead guilty to the false accounting, which are less serious offences. Yeah. Um, and so to avoid going to prison or to have a better chance of not going to prison, she pleaded guilty to those because then the, the alternative would be to be, you know, go to trial, um, not get any sort of credit for a guilty plea and also have the more serious offence hanging over you. Yeah. Um, and so that's why she entered a guilty plea. Now, what was it? What was an issue there is that it was later revealed in the. Again, this is all from the program, which is yeah. classed as a docudrama, um, and I think it's factually accurate. Um, yeah, I think it the, says that they, they actually that they actually didn't have any evidence of theft against her. So the theft charge should never have been made against her. Wow. Um, and so actually, what they've said is that we will drop this thing that we that we don't have in, if you plead guilty. That so she's she's sort of been coerced or, yes. or tricked. Really, I suppose trick is probably the way into entering guilty pleas. Yeah. Um, well, that we would know if just that case on its own went to judicial review, or if that went to appeal, that would be enough to get that case thrown out, wouldn't it? If if there was this charge well, that was not actually there that had been made up to coerce something, that would definitely yeah, be poten- enough to get pot- potentially, yeah. Um, because it would be um, so. This is the second question. I just want to quick, just before I move on to that, the rules regarding guilty pleas and appeals and so yeah. on. Um, is that one of the issues of this like blanket exoneration though? Is that in effect there will be people um, who have committed offences like as part of this who will effectively get off with it? Yeah, yeah. So, I was thinking so, that. So the yeah, gov- there must be. So the government, yeah, yeah. So so the government are saying like there, there's a, there's a slight, there's a moral dilemma there, which is like, well, do we allow each and you know those people to 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 walk um, and, and be exonerated, even though they're actually guilty, you know. So mm. um, again, the the desire to do this very very quickly, and the desire I think for the government to be seen to be doing it, which is what I think a lot of this is, means that there's going to be you know in little injustices within that as well, you know. Yeah. So. Um, uh, but anyway, it's probably be- it's better that than everyone being convicted of things that they've not that they, they shouldn't be. But yes, um, still. Well, it would weird. be if it was <laughs> if it was a totally pure motive. It yeah, would be yeah. better. But the fact is that the general elections around the corner and the papers and public opinion of a government that's low anyway. It's just yeah. another. I mean, this yeah. is hot on the. They back couldn't of, be. They couldn't be seen to like <clears throat> no, not do anything about it. They have yeah. to. They absolutely have to, and they have to act really swiftly. The last time this came out was a few months ago, and it was the Channel 4 did, um, you know, the Boris Christmas lockdown party that wasn't a party. They dramatised yeah. that. I didn't I didn't see that either. I started it. I just find it irritating. So I was like, I'm not watching this. But um, that was another... Te- it's really good that telly is... <laughs> Telly's like the, yeah. new, the new Labour Party. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. the new opposition. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they're actually uh, yeah. holding the government to account. With and the yeah, beauty yeah. of it is, they're not doing anything other than re- presenting the facts in a dramatized fashion. It's yeah. just this is exactly what we can prove happened. Because if they couldn't, they they would be wide open to um, well, they they could potentially get sued. But they just oh yeah yeah exactly something like that to be. Yeah. For something like that to be signed off by the lawyers, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to be pretty watertight on it. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's hilarious. And, and the, the, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it is. Um, yeah. So so the interesting point, though, that, that, that was also raised was like, what are the rules regarding, you know, can you ever plead, can you can you sort of plead guilty and then appeal against your conviction? Um, and which is an interesting question because mm. in theory, a guilty plea should be the end of it. You know, like you, you shouldn't get to have a second bite at the cherry. In, 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 and in most cases, you can't. 
to be fair. Um, well, in most cases, even you're convicted after a not guilty plea, you don't have an automatic right of appeal. You know, like so, you have to show that. Um, so, in order to be able to appeal any criminal conviction, certainly a conviction in the Crown Court, um, is that you uh, have to be able to show that that conviction was unsafe. Um, that's the wording of the uh, the Criminal Appeal Act of 1968, um, and you can show this unsafe in a number of different ways. So, in in theory. Um, the fact it, it doesn't say anywhere in, in the in the legislation that it has to be unsafe following a not guilty plea. Um, it's literally got to be. So it, it, the the wording of the act is that um, the court of appeal shall allow an appeal against conviction if they think that the conviction is unsafe and shall dismiss such an appeal in any other case. Mm. So what you do is you you present your um, your grounds for appeal and say we we believe the conviction is unsafe for this reason. And then the court of appeal will look at that in the first instance, and then decide whether or not um, you know, you know the, the, there's grounds for an appeal. And then they will hear the conviction. But it's got to be that it's unsafe. That's got to be it. It's not that you don't like the verdict; otherwise, everyone would appeal every yeah. time they were convicted. You know, they would go not guilty and appeal it all the way up. So it's got to be unsafe. Um, no, the wording of that means that in theory you can, um, you know, you, you can uh, you know, appeal against a conviction even if you pleaded guilty. Um, and there's a good case that the case that I found was the case of the Crone and Tredget, spelled wow. T R E D G E T, um, in which the Court of Appeal out, outlined three categories of case in which they had jurisdiction to entertain appeals against convictions grounded on pleas of guilty. Yeah. And these were one where the guilty plea was vitiated. Right. Um, meaning what? Vitiated. Meaning so vitiated in in common usage means sort of spoiled or tainted yeah. or, or, or ruined um, and basically it means it's no voidable so it's not a pure guilty plea like a guilty plea should be um, unequivocal you know what I mean it should be you understand exactly what the offence is that you're being you're being that's being put to you um, you're aware of you know you've had legal advice or, you, or you've decided not to and correctly decided not to have representation or advice you're aware of you know you've been allowed to run any defences maybe that, that might be relevant all of those things, uh, meaning that it's now a completely unequivocal uh, plea and it's safe for you to enter that plea. Um, and if there's anything that, that undermines any of that, then that can mean that the plea is no longer um, safe and therefore it's vitiated and therefore it may well be that you have grounds for an appeal on that basis. Yes. Um, it may be if there's been an abusive process um, and... You know, a lot. The, the, there's a lot of overlap between these three areas. You know, these three um, things. So, an abusive process might might be something like um, entrapment or something like that. You know, which means that the actual um, prosecution itself is is sort of unsafe, um, and and that that might give you grounds for an appeal um, yeah. as well. And thirdly, um, it would be if there it's been established that the defendant didn't commit the offence. You know, if there's new evidence that comes to light that shows actually your alibi, you do have an alibi or it's someone else did it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then that might mean that you go there. So, for example, um, you know, like, sort of, you know, the sort of advances in forensic science and DNA evidence and stuff yes. like that. It uh, might mean that once upon a time, the, ev- the evidence was against you. So you entered a guilty plea following advice from your barrister or solicitor or whatever. Um, and then later on down the line, there's DNA testing that finds that actually it was someone else who did this. Um, and that means that you can then, you know, you, you might have grounds for an appeal at that point years later or whatever. Yeah. So um, that that sort of thing. Now, the, where 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 we might be at with, with this case, and I think we'll use the case of the woman from, from the TV programme yes. uh, as a vehicle to examine some of these things, um, is I want to concentrate really on the sort of like guilty plea being vitiated because um, that's that's where we're I think that's where we're at really that the guilty pleas aren't really relevant anymore and we see that you know that thing of you know I suppose it's a slight abusive process as well you know by sort of saying there's theft hanging over you but we'll drop that yeah, yeah. and you, you can think of, you know that's no longer a sort of like you know that's no longer a sort of pure and sort of clean guilty plea after that you know so she has been sort of coerced and tricked into it um, and therefore it's been it's been vitiated um so, you know, or, or it might be if you've been given incorrect legal advice, you know, so, you know, you, you, you might um, be advised by your solicitor or, or barrister that you no longer, that a certain defence isn't available to you or something like that. Um, and there's a case of the Cronin AFU um, <laughs> in which that happens. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what AFU stands for. Uh, I'll tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what the last two yeah. initials stand for. <laughs> so he but he was um 
he was convicted for conspiracy to produce drugs um, and he pleaded guilty to that. Um, but he'd been basically trafficked from Vietnam into the UK and was being forced to look after cannabis farms um, by his captors, in essence. Um, but the, nevertheless, the offence had been made out and he'd been advised um, that he should plead guilty because the offence was, was made out. But he hadn't been advised adequately or at all about the availability of a defence under the Modern Slavery Act. Right. Um, and also there'd been, so there'd been abuse of process things going on in that case as well. Um, so that's a, that's a good... So in, in, he was then able to appeal against his conviction and his conviction was quashed uh, because actually he should have been allowed... Um, to um, he should have been allowed to put that defence of, of trafficking in essence yeah. uh, before the court, and, and he was told that he wasn't told about it, you know, so um, he wasn't allowed to do that. We also saw something similar. If you think about one of the cases we talked about last time, the Crown and Quick, yes. you know, in that case he pleaded guilty um, on the basis that the judge hadn't allowed him to put automatism uh, before the court um, as a defence and told him why you've, you've either it's either a guilty plea or um, the defence that's available to you is insanity and on that basis he said well I will change my plea to guilty um, and will because um, I don't want to be labelled to be insane he then appealed that and was able to appeal that and have his conviction quashed as being unsafe because he should have been allowed to put the automatism defence before the before the court um, in, in the first instance um, and that's a good example of how the, the plea can be sort of vitiated um, and therefore render the conviction unsafe. Um, and so, and that's probably what's going to happen in some of these cases, I would have thought, if, if these ran to an appeal. But as it is, they're going to be exonerated just by sweep, by broad sweep of legislation. Um, and and as such, uh, you know, it, it probably won't be relevant. But in principle, there's nothing wrong with, um, in certain circumstances, uh, with, with um, uh, appealing against the conviction, even if you pleaded guilty, because you know you might have been wrongly advised. Uh, the, the misdirection by the judge, like happened in Quick, um, is another one. Um, if there's been an abusive process, and again in these postmaster cases, I think there's bits of all of these you know, bits of, of both of those potentially there. Um, yeah, and and it's and it's a good example of the, the I think the law working quite well there because of the way it's worded. Um, you know, it doesn't say that if you pleaded guilty, you can't appeal. It says if it's unsafe, and there might be mm. lots of things. To make it unsafe, you know, we we can we've seen we've looked at it before where, you know, confessions can be rendered to be unsafe, um, or unreliable because of things done in the police station when the confession was made, um, and and it's you know it's a sort of similar principle to that, you know, if your guilty plea is as a result of various failings or or misrepresentations or, or whatever, um, then uh, then that's fine. What you can't do though is rely on you can't appeal it, it because. Um, actually, you don't. You wish you'd pleaded guilt, not guilty now, because of the outcome. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, um, <laughs> you, you, you can't have another crack at it. You know, just because you you think that. Well, I thought I'd get a lesser sentence than that, and that's the only reason I pleaded not guilty. Um, that's not the same as as being sort of coerced into pleading guilty. You know. So. Right. Let me have a look back at the original Gillsfield question and see if you've answered it. So, what about something on the post office scandal? Question mark. Tick, you've done it. Tick, um, yeah. Is overturning criminal verdicts through legislation a constitutional outrage? Stroke a bit worrying. Shouldn't judges be in the loop somewhere? Now, I think you've covered that. Um, yeah, I've, I've said it's somewhere between an outrage and a bit worrying and judges <laughs> should be in the loop, yes. Right, so what about the people who pleaded guilty? Um, doesn't this coming out really undermined the legal system? Gillsfield... We're not listening. He's literally just spent the last 15 minutes talking about that. <laughs> Stop asking these questions. Uh, and then finally, um, can someone who's been coerced into a plea ever appeal in normal circumstances? Yes, Gillsfield. Yeah. I don't think you're even listening or paying attention at this point. So um, what are you having from Greg's? <laughs> what do you like Greg? I I used I do, I, to not like it much but I'm really I really like it now. I um I do like Greg's actually but it, it did used to be crap I think. It used to be rubbish and it's gone good. Yeah yeah. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. I like um do they do the cheese and jalapeno pasties in Greg's because that's nice. I, I don't know. I think you're thinking of Waitrose. Um No, I'm not thinking of Waitrose. <laughs> uh I tell you what, I go, the, I go to two. I go to two uh, pasty places in town. It's either Greg's <laughs> or Cars, and I think they both cars, do. Yes, cheese and I know cars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, you're yeah. thinking of Cars. Um, 
So so the veggie stuff that I would get from Greg's, they do cheese and onion bake. Um, yeah. That's all right, quite nice. That's my last resort. Vegan sausage rolls are better than normal sausage rolls in the fact that the pastry's not ridiculously greasy and it doesn't make you have heartburn. They oh, do. Right, yeah. So another, another reason why Christmas is rubbish, because Greg's did this amazing veggie chicken um, chili pasty that they then turned into, which was amazing. Then that stopped because yeah. of the Christmas menu. Then it went to like an Indian, I don't know if it was chicken or not, fake chicken, um, like a uh, balti pasty. That was amazing. That disappeared. So I've not been in since Christmas. So I'm hoping one of them's back. And I hope it's the I hope it's the chili one. It's amazing. And then they do yeah. pizza oh, good. that's good. The sandwiches are good. The cakes are pretty good. They don't do enough cakes for my liking. Um, and the service is good. You can and you get cheap yeah. coffee that's not bad. So well, I I go I go in the morning on my way into work. So if I'm um, not every day because I'm I'm not thinking. But when I, when I'm in sort of like you're made of money on your lecturer's yeah, exactly. salary. I know, yeah. So I go in because um, normally I'm in Manchester City Centre for about half seven, quarter to eight. Oh my god! Um, and uh, yeah, I quite like it. It's quite nice. And um, I have to walk past Greg's on my way to the university. Um, and call into Greg's for check this out for a, a bargain. So you get bacon, which is like you get about two, at least two slices of bacon. You get like an omelette, so it's not a runny egg, which would be right. nicer, but it's but it's less dangerous, I guess, an omelette, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so it's like scr- scrambled egg, but in sort of like slab form. <laughs> is <what> it is. <laughs> you don't then, you don't want to get egg on your caftan when you go no, exactly <laughs> exactly on your move ruin my cre- ruin my credibility, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. And then that comes on a proper English muffin as well, which is so it's a nice sort of like, yeah. you know, nice bit of bread. Get that and a coffee, like a cappuccino or if latte is what you want, you can have four quid, I'm guessing. Four quid. No, three pounds. Whoa, that is that is very good. That's very yeah, good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's and like and that sets you up then for like, you know, when you're sort of having a busy morning teaching till like one or whatever. So yeah. Do you know um do you know about German breakfasts? No, what are they? So, <clears throat> right, so this is a thing. If ever anybody ever slags off Germany to you, you can answer... Because lots of things in Germany seem, like, much better than here. Just lots I of like, I like Germany. <clears throat> I love, I love time, Germany, yeah. Every time I've been to Germany, I think they have got it. Just, I'm not sure how we beat them in the war. Well, well we didn't really. Russia well, and America did, but, like, you know... So, is well, here's the other thing, is that if in... Um, if leading up to the First World War, if Germany hadn't invaded Belgium if they hadn't marched through Belgium um there's yeah. a very good chance there's there's an equal chance we were 50-50 we could probably would probably have been on Germany's side because we had much more in common with like Germany than anyone else in the fight it was like oh a, yeah definitely it yeah. was an industrial yeah. nation it was progressive it was democratic um yeah anyway so uh in Germany they have so you have a bit of breakfast at home, whatever you have, um, and then they have a thing called second breakfast. So already, oh, I'm, right. like, I'm hob- like in, hobbits, like yeah, hobbits. Yeah. Second breakfast. I don't know what the German translation is, but it's it's mind blowingly good. Yeah, and yeah. that is it'd be really long. It'd be like second breakfast. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so and that traditionally, I know. No, when you start, always go back to anywhere in Europe, like in Czechoslovakia, you're still allowed three pints a day with any job that you do, like three pints of beer and like, you know, the Navy used to have rum and everything. But traditionally it was, um, I think it was half a litre of lager and a massive sausage on bread (laughs) at 11 o'clock to get you through till dinner time, which was two o'clock. That sounds yeah. awesome, doesn't it? Why are we that's not be- doing that's that? That's better. Well, it's 11s, it's isn't it? You know yeah, I mean? 11s. Like... And our 11s is what? A blinking cup of tea and a biscuit. Imagine if you have like yeah. a, a can of, a can of Stella. Well, it wouldn't be Stella, would it? A can of Olsen it'd be some, pills. It'd be some good, yes. good German beer. Some good. And... I remember when yeah, Stella yeah. was pretty good and pretty lethal, like 5.4, yeah. and it was absolute rocket fuel. And now it's just absolutely like water. Anyway, yeah, that's where we it's should become, end. <laughs> it's become cooking lager, hasn't it? It Stella? really yeah. has, and it didn't used to be that bad. If you got Stella on draft in a pub, it was the dearest thing on tap in like the late 80s, early 90s. But you could have about three pints, and you were like 
drunk like a you know like well you mentioned it before like when we were talking about pink elephants you know like you yeah, were, yeah. you were cartoon drunk where you, the stars and birds were fluttering around your head and your, your eyes had gone and bubbles were coming at your mouth. You were so leathered. It was amazing. <laughs> and they were good times. Um, anyway, right. So, Gillsfield, um, hope you enjoyed that. And everybody else, um, welcome back. We're back, aren't yeah. we, in a, big, in a big way? I think it's yeah. really good, this podcast. I think it's good most of the time, you know. But yeah, yeah, I think I think I think we we produce good work. We just um, don't do enough of it, like, one, and then we don't do anything to publicise it. Yeah, so, exactly. So, we're but, sort of like we're sort of like a sort of like undiscovered songwriting genius who just only ever plays in their bedroom. You know, so. Yeah, like it was called Jim Croucher. Is that how you say it, Croucher or something? I never quite liked him. I know lots of people think he's great. It was not for me. Or that yeah. sugar man, whatever he's called, sugar mountain man. I don't I don't think yeah, he's yeah. that good either. No. I think we more oh, John John Shuttleworth, for example. Oh, John yeah. Shuttleworth's great. Um, do you know? I think we're more like a a sort of tricky winger. That's all oh, right. Okay, but you know, like we're often injured, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't. It's like, what oh. else? <laughs> Go on. It, it sort of like someone who if they were if one of these players if who if they were playing in like Italy or something it'd be like a number ten they'd be able to find an actual role for them whereas because because we're English yeah. They don't know what to do with it, so there's stickers on the wing. You imagine know, like, imagine if yeah. Jude Bellingham had gone to, let's say, United, Liverpool, Arsenal or something, and they'd be playing him deep as a holding midfielder. And he'd just be <laughs> like that, right? Anytime you get the ball, just clear it, son. Don't Nothing fancy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you're being unfair there. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I think, I think, I think um, football analogy is good. Of like a tricky winger because we're good for forty five minutes and then yeah. we're, we're injured for six weeks and then <laughs> right. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Are you at back at? Are you in uni now? Is she speaking or are you at home? Oh no, I'm you're at home because there's a sparrowhawk on a roof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm at home. Uh, well, there's not now. It's fallen off. But um, yeah, I. Um... Yeah, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm doing some work basically, and it's just, yeah, it's. Uh, but I've got marking to do as of next week, oh. so all my exams, assessments are in at the end of this week. So I'm no, I'm facing four weeks of marking and teaching at the same time. Yeah, so I'll, I'm, awful, I'm doing, it? I'm doing the bare minimum this week to be honest with you, yeah, to prepare yeah. myself. Yeah, it's awful the marking because when you're doing it, you feel like it's unpaid, and it it yeah. takes so much longer than. Just to do it properly takes so much longer. I can save you some oh, yeah. time with your marking. Um, all right. All the girls on mass yeah. will be about five to ten marks better on mass than all the boys. Um, yeah. That annoying, you know, you've got an annoying student or two. You must have. You must have. They're always like trying to trip you up with questions and always like complaining, and they're probably like head of the student, this, that, or the other. <laughs> Just give them a really good mark so they wind their neck in and don't bother you. Um, All right, okay. Anybody that you find attractive, like, yeah. and, you know, there might be a little something there, give them a couple of extra marks. Uh, yeah. Likewise, anybody, like, I don't mean ugly, but, you know, if they don't wash enough and they just don't make any effort, dock them a couple of marks for that. <laughs> Maybe they'll forget the message. Uh, that's it, really. That's teaching in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and the the feed the feedback. How could you improve? Well, you could wear tighter tops. Tighter tops. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so sexist. Hashtag cancel Keo. Let's get that trending. <laughs> See, when I do it, I'm being ironic because I've got no stake. But as um. As an actual university lecturer, you shouldn't say that. Actually, no, exactly. That I, ret- I, ret- I retract that. Okay. Really obvious joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and now this feels like you've retracted it because of your liberal woke agenda. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we should get you on that score. Um, it'd be good if do you, it feels really if we could cancel everybody, and then everybody just sort of stayed in and watched Netflix. That'd just be yeah, maybe yeah. a better world. Maybe this, maybe it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, everyone should be cancelled and just wind the necks in, shouldn't they? And just yeah, yeah, yeah. and telling just... us what they think about things. Say, 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 two comedians who have a podcast. So you know, well, I think you offer some protection here 
because people right, okay. won't have a, that's why I say things that I wouldn't say on another podcast because I know if someone wades in and goes uh you can just go uh blah 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 legal oh blah 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 blah, blah this is the law <laughs> and then freedom of speech and, and whatever and they'll just go oh I'm not taking him on so it's great really it's like yeah, having them yeah. um, it's like having a big mate so I can just, having, uh, yeah you imagine if you were mates with like I don't know Ricky Atten or something and uh <laughs> You just go in a Ricky, pub. Ricky Atten's not Ricky Atten's not big. I, oh, I, dude, would I you mess Ricky with Ricky Atten? No, 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 no. But he's not big though. I, I basically he was. I was. I went into a pub in Manchester and I went to the toilets and Ricky Atten was stood next to me at the urinals and he's shorter than me, Ricky Atten. Did he? And did you just yeah. what did you do? Flick his ear and go, come on then. No, did you, boys? Yeah, yeah. You know you're yeah, gonna right. Okay, so Tyson barged him, barged him out of the way, out of the way. <laughs> Move, yeah. short ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Tyson Fury's your mate. You could go yeah. in any pub in the country and just be a dick and cause so much <laughs> trouble. It'd be brilliant, yeah, yeah. wouldn't it? And you'd just be like, oh, hey, and you go, what are you gonna do? And then Tyson would just come in and smack him for you. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's until what... he got fed. He got fed up of your behaviour and he smacked you. Himself. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's what you are to me with this. Oh, but good. then yeah. I'm hoping that you, at some point, do that, get fed up and just go, I could do this on my own better. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wouldn't have to be involved. I'd still be in bed. <laughs> so, um, right. Anyway, oh, my God, it's half past 11. It's time for a sausage and a pint of beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Bye, everybody. Yeah, bye. One minute.